This is the 5 a.m. Miracle, episode number 471. You don't need a new year to change. Here's what causes true transformation. Good morning and welcome to the 5 a.m. Miracle here in 2023. I am Jeff Sanders and this is the podcast dedicated to dominating your day before breakfast in the new year. My goal is to help you bounce out of bed with enthusiasm, create powerful lifelong habits, and tackle your grandest goals with extraordinary energy. In the episode this week, I'll break down why the new year is typically a terrible time to change anything, what strategies work best for the most successful people, and how you can achieve true transformation right now, today. Let's get to it. January 1st. It sounds like a really great day, doesn't it? Well, as it turns out, it's just a day. Just a day like any other. And it's just a day because change happens when you decide to change. There is no special day. There is no day one other than the day you choose to begin. And that day does not have to wait for a new year or a new season, or a new opportunity, or a new excuse to delay beginning right now. True transformation is based on you reaching the breaking point of refusing to live as you have been living, and it's nothing beyond that. Nothing more, nothing less. Transformation, change, you getting better, you pursuing something new, it's just a choice. It's a choice you can make on any day of the year, at any time, for any reason that speaks to you. The episode this week is not an anti-New Year's rant, although I was very close to doing that, and it may go there anyway. But what it actually is, is a chance to really dig into the core of what goal achievement is, but even more importantly, what a starting line actually looks like, and what it means to begin something when you're ready. And when you're ready does not have to wait for some arbitrary lie in the sand that society has laid out for us to say, this is your chance to become something new. And the rest of the year is just whatever. I'm not a fan of that. I never have been, probably never will be. Because I like the idea of having the power to change my life on any given day. Like I've said a billion times on this podcast, you have the power to change your life and the fun begins bright and early, and that bright and early, well, that's tomorrow morning. I don't care what day of the year it is or what year it is on the calendar. You could hear this episode far into the future beyond when I'm recording it, and it doesn't matter what tomorrow morning's date is. Tomorrow morning is tomorrow morning. Bright and early is your chance to move, and that's it. You don't have to wait for a special day because every day is special if you choose for it to be. That's the rant. Okay, you can walk away from the episode now, move on with your year if you'd like to, or stick around to hear exactly why the new year is not the best thing for you, and more importantly, how you can take advantage of every day that shows up when you're ready for it. Now I want to dig into a few core concepts this week to truly break down these concepts I just laid out here uh, to hopefully convince you that what I just said is actually true. 
you don't need a new year to change. That's the first part. The second part we'll dig into are these strategies used by the most successful people. And then we'll finish up with the third part of what actually causes true transformation or actual change that you're looking for, which is the goal of a new year, right? The goal is newness. It's change. It's fresh, refreshing opportunities and experiences to make you a newer and better person. That's kind of the idea behind it. So let's break that stuff down. First of all, why the new year is a terrible time to change basically anything. Number one, it's arbitrary, right? You can set a new date whenever you want. January 1st is a made-up date. It's not real. We invented it, which is fine, and it's very helpful for a lot of reasons. But when it comes to goal achievement, it doesn't mean a thing. What you should do is pick a date that actually has meaning for you. Now, that could be the 1st of January. You may love that date. This may be the best day on the year for you. And if it is, and if you are emotionally tied to it, and it has led to actual change in the past, and you think that will be the case for you going forward, well, then, by golly, let's make January 1st the best day for you. Personally, I don't care about that date. In fact, it it means very little to me, and I'll get to a little bit more of exactly why. But the first part here is that it is arbitrary, and your date is your date. Choose it and move forward. Second point, the new year tends to occur, if you live in the northern hemisphere, in the middle of winter. It's very cold in most parts of the world if you live in the northern half. If you're in the southern half, maybe it's nice and toasty and summer is coming. And that's awesome. I've never experienced that for a new year, so I don't know what that feels like to begin a new calendar year when it's warm. But I can tell you, as someone who lives in the U.S. and lives in this northern half when it's cold at this time of the year, that the new year in the middle of winter is very dreary. It's gray outside. It's cloudy. It's cold. It's pretty blah feeling. Honestly, the new year doesn't have that like chipper excitement that I would love for it to have. It has this middle of winter drab feeling that doesn't really elicit a lot of positive emotions, at least for me. Now, you may really enjoy winter for all kinds of reasons. Maybe it's nice and snowy and beautiful where you live. Uh, Here in Nashville, Tennessee, the winter is the most blah part of the year I could possibly imagine. So I don't get a lot of, you know, nice feelings. Anyway, I'll move on. Point number three, uh, the new year has a, well, I'll call it this. It has an external expectation of change. And that external expectation is, we'll call it society's norms, right? These forces that are pushed upon us to say, this is the time of year for you to change. Which, once again, that's the arbitrary nature that could be helpful. However, for most people, myself included, That kind of change is not rooted in a genuine internal desire for something new. Let me say that again. If the new year for you is an external expectation of change and it's not rooted in something genuine and authentic that's also internal for you, it's not going to work. When other people try to force change upon me, I reject it. 
That's my nature, whether it's my type A-ness or my autonomy or my independence or my Americanisms. I don't know what it is, but I don't like it when someone else tells me or forces me to change. The best kind of change for me is internally driven. It's a choice that I make for me for my own reasons. When that takes place, you can't stop me. I will absolutely dominate any day, any goal at any time because I chose the goal. It's personal. It's meaningful. It it brings out the best in me because it comes from a genuine and authentic place. If the new year for you is just a societal norm, if it's just an external thing and you feel like, well, it's, it's the new year, so I have to do something new. I have to pick new goals now. Here we go again. Uh, why? <laughs> why even play the game? Why go there? Why do any of that? I don't want to, and I don't do it. And so if you feel the same way and you're seeking that internal, genuine, authentic desire to do something new, well, then go find that for yourself at any time of the year and then change on your own schedule. What if in 2024, you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with my sponsor, Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Finally achieve your new language goal in 2024 with Babbel the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's convenient courses have helped me to learn real-life conversation skills in German, including ordering food and asking for directions without having to rely on language apps while traveling. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Now, here's a special limited-time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash 5am. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash 5am, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash 5am. Rules and restrictions may apply. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. Number four, the new year is a terrible time to change, 
because for most people, it's a pretty busy season, especially leading up to the New Year's holiday after you've just had things like Thanksgiving here in the U.S. or the Christmas holiday or whatever the case may be for your actual holiday season. Oftentimes, the new year is just the end of that season. It's been a very busy time, and you're probably, if you're like my family, you tend to be at home a whole lot more. You tend to not be working as much as you have in the past. It becomes this, once again, we're in the middle of winter here where I live. It's kind of a hunker-down season where I'm doing less and the busy things I'm doing tend to be social activities or parties or just that the, the usual kind of holiday season hubbub, right? That tends to be what I'm focused on. These aren't things like big personal internal goals or big business dreams or some new aspiration. This season of the year has its own set of norms and its own set of busyness that for me, never tends to align to the kind of time I'm looking for to actually change myself for my own reasons, for my own new goals. I tend to make time for that at other seasons of the year when there's less of an expectation for me to be involved in all this other minutia and stuff. And those could be good things, right? I'm not knocking holiday parties and family time. That's all great. But that stuff doesn't align to me taking the time out to go plan my life and dream big and make new plans and go pursue them. There's a clash here between the kinds of things I'm actively doing and the kinds of things that should be happening if the new year is this new goal-achieving season. And to me, these things do not align. They don't fit together. So I'm not going to try to force that. I'm not going to try to make this something that it's just not supposed to be. So what I tend to do is to lean into the family time. I lean into the hunker-down winter season where I build fires and read books and take naps and I make this a different kind of valuable season for me. But it doesn't tend to be one of these big aspirational things that others might think that it should be. And the fifth and final reason for today, why the new year is a bad time to change, is that there is a typical expectation for 12-month goals. If you know my book, The 5A Miracle, you know that I talk a lot about the quarterly goal process, which basically means you're not going to pursue long-term goals. 12-month, one-year, five-year goals, those don't tend to be the things I shoot for. What I tend to shoot for are short-term, right-now goals, things I can actively work on and finish in the next few weeks, at the most, the next couple of months. But generally, it's the kind of thing I can take action on now because I'm excited about it now and I move on it now. And sure, I might have plans for the future and maybe those plans work out. Maybe they don't. But generally speaking, if your goal is to set 12-month goals and you do so in January, the kinds of people who finish their goals over the course of a 12-month year, they're the kinds of people who don't exist (laughs) because it's just not a thing people do. People don't set 12-month goals and hit them. They don't do that. It's not real. It's a made-up thing. And I know that's not the normal expectation here. As a productivity guy, you might think, well, Jeff Sanders, he's going to tell me how to hit my annual goals. No, I'm not. Because annual goals are stupid. I said it. They're not a good idea because nobody does them. Nobody. The kinds of people who set and achieve big goals Well, that brings me to my next section, 
which are the strategies used by the most successful people, the kinds of people who actually do achieve big things. Let's break down what they actually do. First and foremost, successful people will schedule short-term goals that capture their full attention in the here and now. When I just mentioned that 12-month goals are not effective, what I'm really saying is that long-term visions can be effective and short-term action-based objectives and projects, well, that's where the real work gets done. So let's just back this up for a second. When I picture someone who has really great systems and really great goals on paper, written down, and they're actively pursuing them, they have the two things I just mentioned. There's a long-term vision, which is specific, and it is something that's clear for what they want, but the, the second part of that, the action part of that, the I'm pursuing this vision, well, those are the short-term goals they're working on right now that are going to be finished very soon, like next couple of days or weeks at the most, that kind of soon. Not like six months from now, 12 months, 24 months. No, 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 no. Corporations might have longer-term goals like that, but generally speaking, guess what happens to those big long-term goals? They get delayed. They get postponed. They don't ever happen at all. That's what happens to long-term goals because we can't predict the future. So yes, you can set 12-month goals right now. You can do so whenever you'd like. But the idea that a 12-month goal will actually slowly, over the course of 12 months, come to fruition and then finish in a year, that's just silly. That's not how goals are accomplished. How goals are accomplished is intense focus for a short burst. They start, they finish, and then they're done. That's it. There are some things that will be a slower trickle. Let's use health as a good example. If your goal is to build muscle or lose weight or train for a marathon, yes, those things will take time. Those actually do take many months to achieve. And so you'll have these slow kind of, you know, a little bit here, a little bit there kind of process. But the way those are achieved, here's the big secret. The long-term vision is the weight loss. The long-term vision is the marathon. But the specific action, the actual goal being worked on, Well, that's a short-term thing. That's what am I going to do this week? How many miles will I run this week? How many pounds will I lose this week? That's the goal. That's the objective. That's the focus. That's where the action is. And that's where all the work gets done. So it's really just these two big things. It's the long-term vision that you're going to shoot for without any real dates attached to it and the short-term objectives where you are actively working the here and now. That's where the progress takes place. And then, of course, you can refine the long-term vision as needed. We'll pivot and change and, you know, adapt and evolve. But at the end of the day, it's just those two things, the here and now and the long-term vision. And that's all you need. Strategy number two, successful people will set goals that both excite and scare them. You know, boring goals they're, they're just boring. They don't get done. No one cares about those. I'm not asking anyone to ever set a boring goal. I want someone to set a goal that is just wow in your face. The kind of goal that makes you go, holy cow, I can't believe I'm actually pursuing this. This thing is scary. This thing is exciting. This thing is kind of ambitious and a little bit crazy. That's perfect. If you're in that zone, that's the kind of goal that's going to move the needle. 
It's the kind of goal that's going to say 5 a.m. tomorrow is going to happen because, man, I got a lot of work to do. I've got big things to pursue. Let's get up and let's get moving. Boring goals don't do that for anybody. You want goals that are exciting and scary. Small goals are just not going to work for most people because oftentimes small goals take just as much work as big ones. This is kind of bizarre. It's a weird paradox in the world of goals, but what tends to take place is that we give a lot of energy to whatever goals we're pursuing. And if we have small goals, we give a lot of energy to them anyway, even if the outcome isn't fantastic. But if the goal is huge and has big results as a possibility of them, and we give a lot of energy to those goals, well, then we get the big results that come from them. So being ambitious is the right choice. It is the best choice in most scenarios to pursue things that, yes, are big, yes, are scary, yes, are ambitious, yes, force you to do things you would otherwise not do, and that's where change takes place. In this process, you're going to do things like leverage fear, right? Face these things right in the face and say, wait a minute, I haven't been this kind of person before. I don't know how to pursue this next objective. I don't know how to move forward. Well, that's perfect. Because not knowing is how you learn by actually trying something you've never done before. One thing I have not mentioned in the podcast so far in the last few months is that I bought a guitar. I have no idea how to play a guitar. I just started learning. I am very clueless in that world. But it's awesome. I love the fact that I have a side hobby now that's based on me doing something that I don't have experience in. This is how you grow. This is how goals become exciting. Now, the guitar is not a good example of a big, ambitious goal. It's a much smaller personal side hobby, but it's a great example of something that is outside of my norm. So you're looking for those kinds of things to push you forward, to grow, to be the kind of person you're striving to become. Big goals are where it's at. Fast forward to the end of 2024 and think about your goals. What can you do right now to give yourself the best chance of succeeding? If you want to learn a new language, you absolutely should check out my sponsor, Babbel. Finally achieve your new language goal in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold, and studies from Yale, Michigan State University, and others continue to prove Babbel is better. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Babbel's convenient courses have helped me to learn real-life conversation skills in German, including ordering food and asking for directions, without having to rely on language apps while traveling. Now, here's a special limited-time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash 5am. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash 5am, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash 5am. Rules and restrictions may apply. And speaking of those big goals, number three is to choose great goals. I use the word great in a very intentional way. This is the good versus great analogy. Good goals are good. We like them. They're helpful. 
they get things accomplished, they move the needle. But great goals, they change your life. Great goals radically move the needle. They challenge you in ways nothing else can. I've been caught in the trap of pursuing good goals for far too long. I can tell you if you look back at my list of goals I have pursued, many of them, if most of them even, are good goals. They're things that are logical. They're things that make sense. They're things I could emotionally rationalize and tell you exactly why I chose that goal. But very few of them actually are classified as great. Very few of them are so powerful and so radical and so inspirational that they change my life forever. The more you can incorporate great goals, the more you can actually transform into the person you're dying to become. Not every goal is going to be a great goal. In fact, I would argue probably most goals are not. But the ones that are, the ones you have on your calendar, the ones you are pursuing in the here and now are the ones you're going to look back on in a few years and be so thankful you pursued those goals. So glad you made those smart moves. The kinds of things you look back on and say, this defines a huge part of my life. This made me who I am. And this is going to make me who I am going forward because it's that powerful. I have a whole list of goals I've completed for every year for the last probably 10 or so years. And I can look back at that list at any time and tell you which of those goals were worth it and which ones were not, which ones moved the needle and which ones were an absolute waste of time. And that's helpful. That's really helpful information to look back and be able to classify your past behavior to know how to move forward in a more intelligent way, to be able to choose the kinds of goals that will radically change your life. So great goals are meaningful because those are the ones you can look back on and immediately identify as significant. So right now, you have the chance, you have the choice to make. What's your next goal going to be? Which one will you choose? Hopefully, you'll choose great more often going forward. That's your new goal. Strategy number four that successful people use to achieve their best goals in life is they get very specific. When you are able to know exactly when you have crossed a finish line, that's when you know you've been specific enough. I'll use the example of a marathon, which is a very common example, but it's one that's pretty clear which is that a marathon is exactly 26 miles, 385 yards. That's a pretty specific distance. It's hard to really argue that exact distance. So the finish line's in an exact position. We know where it is. And when you are able to be that clear with the goals you're pursuing, well, then you know not only where the finish line is, you know the milestones along the way as well. You know how close you are, how far you've come, how much work is left, how much work you've already done. All of it is clear. And that kind of clarity is what helps progress take place. It's what helps you define what your next actions are. You know with clarity what to do next and when to do it, how to do it, who to do it with, where it takes place. All of those specifics are then answered, which is a ginormous part of project management, a huge part of what it means to make tangible progress. There are so many people who have big, vague, nonsensical goals. They're just not real because you can't grab them. You can't see them. You can't visualize them. You can't get clear or specific about them. So guess what? 
they're never actually achieved because you don't know what it is you're achieving. You don't even know what the thing is. But when you do know, when you have that level of specificity, holy cow, you can move now. You can go do things. And that's what leads to actual tasks being accomplished and projects being completed is you knowing what you're doing. It's practical. It's the nuts and bolts of life. But it's honestly the only thing we have to to leverage and to grab a hold of and to push forward with. Now for the final section on what actually causes true transformation. We've actually hit on those points already. But I want to be a little more specific just to clarify what this is all about. Transformation itself is dramatic change. It is a metamorphosis, a conversion. It is shedding your old self to become your newer and significantly better self. Transformation is something radical. It's a brand new thing. When we talk about New Year's, we're talking about transformation. We're talking about dramatic change. You could just, once again, pursue small goals, good goals, normal goals. You could just do the same thing you've always done. You can. That's always an option. And honestly, it's what most people tend to choose every single day. We just do what we've always done. But that's pretty boring. Assuming that your life actually needs radical change. Most people would argue that their day-to-day life kind of gets dull sometimes, right? We get into ruts. We do the same habits a billion times in a row, and it kind of gets old. And so if you're in a place right now where you say, yeah, that that does define my day-to-day. Things are kind of dull. They are kind of monotonous. I would like something new and fresh and exciting. The question is going to become what's going to cause you to actually take the action to transform. Because honestly, you probably won't. And I'm not saying that you as an individual don't have the potential. What I'm saying is that mathematically speaking, look at the data, people don't change. They just don't. They, they tend to do the same things they've always done. Like People don't tend to take radical action because it's scary. They tend to do what's safe. They tend to do what's comfortable. They tend to stay in their bubble, and they tend not to ever leave. I'm speaking to high achievers on this podcast. I view you as a high achiever. I view you as someone who says, that bubble's not for me. That comfort is not for me. I want something more. I want to be better. I want to push the envelope. I want to achieve those big goals. In order for you to shift from someone who has been in a bubble to someone who wants to burst that bubble, you have to get to a point where you are sick and tired of being sick and tired. You get to a point where you're hungry for more, where you have a relentless pursuit of an ambitious objective, something you can't get out of your mind because it's all you think about. And then because of that, You have an incredible discipline to say no to distractions, to say yes to those difficult daily habits. You have a willingness to do something you've never done before, and you continue to make those choices every single day. Those are the kinds of people who actually achieve these significant levels of success I'm describing here in this episode this week. Now, this is pretty intense. Not everybody has to be this intense all the time. I'm not this intense all the time. Even when you're hearing this podcast this week, like this is me in a very excited state. 
my normal behavior, my normal level of energy is a lot lower than this. <laughs> okay, this is not who I am 24-7. But when I get excited about a goal, when I have something on my mind I want to pursue, all the things I just described are true. The transformation, the metamorphosis, the shedding of the old self to become the new self, the hunger for change, the relentless pursuit of ambitious projects, all of that becomes true. And hopefully, that level of energy and enthusiasm and excitement for the next thing is is the case for you on most days. On most days, you would rather be at work pursuing something on a Monday morning than at home on a Saturday because you're just dying to get out of the office. I use that as an example because one of the common things that you'll hear in the world of personal developments and you know, goal achievement is that there are people who live for the weekends, right? Those who basically hate their jobs so much that all they're trying to do is clock out and go home. They want to get out of the office and into the bar, right? They want to leave work and go play. The kinds of people I'm talking to in this podcast, so I discuss high achievers, I'm talking about the kinds of people who don't live that lifestyle. They're the kinds of people who look forward to Monday morning. They want to go to the office. They want to pursue their big goals. Now, maybe your big goal you're working on is something you do uh, on nights and weekends. Maybe you're training for a marathon. You're not going to do that at the office. But just maybe you have a lot of ambition, a lot of big things you're trying to do. And if you want to truly transform, that transformation is going to happen on a Monday morning. It's going to happen at the office. It's going to happen when you're doing your thing, when you're honing your craft, when you are pursuing something because this is who you are, that your career and your identity coexist as one and the same. That's a radical approach to life and work. It's a totally different way of living if you've been the kind of person who lives for the weekend. So if you're not that person, if you are that high achiever or you want to become that high achiever, all of this is for you. This entire episode, all the things I discussed, this is all possible. Dramatic change, true transformation, a metamorphosis, a shedding of your old self, a becoming of the new. It's all available and it's all optional. <laughs> you get to choose it if you want to, and you don't have to wait for January 1st to begin. That's the good news. That's the exciting news. And that's where it all begins. Tomorrow morning, bright and early, the opportunity is there. Take it. And for the action step this week change today, there is no time like the present. Forget all the usual excuses, delay tactics, and your favorite procrastination techniques. Today is your day to change. Today is your chance to prove to yourself you can make progress on what matters most. Get to it. JeffSanders.com slash 471 is the place to go for episode notes and you can subscribe or follow this podcast. Both Apple Podcasts and Spotify now use the language of following a podcast, which means to subscribe and listen to it. But the actual subscribe button now refers to paying for a podcast, usually to get ad-free content, 
So if your goal is to listen to my podcast on an ongoing basis, you want to follow in Apple Podcasts or Spotify, or you can subscribe in other apps if that's what you choose to use. Either way, jeffsanders.com slash subscribe will show you lots of apps to choose from to listen to this podcast a whole lot more, or of course, use the app you have right now. That's all I've got for you here on the 5 a.m. Miracle Podcast this week. Until next time, you have the power to change your life. And the fun begins bright and early. Hey, it's Jeff Sanders, and I'm here to tell you about Greg McEwen and his amazing show, The Greg McEwen Podcast, part of the Yap Media Network. Want to achieve more by doing less, all while avoiding burnout? You can design a life that really matters with Greg McEwen, author of New York Times bestsellers, Effortless and Essentialism. His mission is to help you advocate and negotiate your way to remarkable results. Every Tuesday, Greg discusses one key topic he finds interesting and valuable through the lens of the essentialist. Every Thursday, he invites thought leaders, entrepreneurs, celebrities, and people like you for inspired weekly conversations focused on learning how to do what matters first and do less but better. His content will stir your thoughts and spark inspiration and action. And his British accents, well, that's just the cherry on top. Subscribe to the Greg McEwen podcast today on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform.